If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to the glass noodle. You may be glass only in name, but our love for you is crystal clear in every Bibigo Korean dumpling. Your tantalizing texture tickles the taste buds. And while you are see-through, the world can't help but see you. The Glass Noodle, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every plump and juicy Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 83 of Confessions of a Marketer, we're reimagining marketing. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Angel Hollis Vaccaro, Hux by Deloitte Digital Practice Lead, is back to continue our chat. We'll have that in a moment. Next time, the LinkedIn ads expert AJ Wilcox will be with us to talk social media and LinkedIn, of course. Then we have Victor Machado on Google My Business. Joe Martin on video, Mitch Duckler on differentiating your brand, Steve Rondazzo on experiences, and David Lemley on the early days marketing Starbucks and retail voodoo. Usually at this point in the show, I promo the Innovation Podcast. Still want you to head over to theinnovationpodcast.co and give it a listen. But I'd also like to invite you to go to podcomedia.com and look at the other podcasts we just launched, Demystifying Data with Chris Clegg, and My First Job with John Chang. We're just getting started, and these two ones are a great start. We've got some other great pods yet to come, so as we say, stay tuned. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. Okay, back to Angel Hollis Vicaro, digital practice lead at Hux by Deloitte. Last time, we were discussing the Deloitte report Beyond Marketing Experience Reimagined and talked a lot about how CMOs and CIOs are close partners now. We then delved into the key findings of the report, which center on data, decisioning, and delivery. We covered a bit about data in the previous episode, and we pick up with a point I made about data being at the core of that blossoming CIO-CMO relationship. Let's get to it. If you think about it, many CMOs, we talked a little bit about the shift of the role of the CMO, right? And, you know, many CMOs, they managed relationships with third parties, with other agencies, and they might have contracted with an agency for, you know, social marketing and a different one with email marketing. And they haven't necessarily relied as much on internal IT and working with the CIO. They've created these relationships with outside agencies and vendors, but by doing, and that worked, maybe that worked fine right up until now, but by doing that, they don't have that data. By the time, and then they have to access it and they have to request it. And by the time they request it from these external parties, it's no longer relevant, right? Because how 
everything mm -hmm. is moving right so fast these days. Yeah. So how about decisioning? What's the significance of that? Decisioning is all about, you know, okay, you've got your data. Let's say that we're making progress on taking back control of the data, integrating it to create these views of our customers that we've never had before. We now understand our customers at a much deeper level than we ever have before. Now, how do we know what to do with that data, right? How do we get the right offer to the right customer at the right time in the right channel? And layering on decisioning, ubiquitous decisioning is critical to being able to do that. Many brands will look at, again, a specific channel and they'll start to make decisions on that channel. So for email, who should I send the next email to at the right time with the right content to be able to you know, upsell me a new pair of shoes, for example, but really being able to do this in a ubiquitous way across all channels are the brands that do this well. So maybe I don't want an email, right? Maybe on next time I'm on my device, I want you to, you know, pop up something specifically personalized for me. Or maybe next time I call into the call center for help um, and I have an issue with my last order, I want you to recognize that and then give me that offer, right? So decisioning is, is really putting data and analytics together to help with driving what to do, next best action, next best offer, but in a very proactive way versus being reactive, which many have done in the past. It's also about using new techniques like machine learning and AI to help with learning and doing lookalike modeling to really understand what data drives the most value and what decisioning capabilities and what offers have the best you know take rate drive the most loyalty etc so all of that given the amount of data that we have and the amount of customers brands have today using advanced technologies like machine learning and ai are critical to being able to truly drive you know transformational change um, using that data yeah, and finally, delivery, which I think of as kind of classic marketing. You know, for the length of time that I've been in marketing, I remember back into the 80s and 90s when marketing was all about deliverables, you know, brochures initially and then websites and, and things like that. But now there are the two elements we just discussed, data and decisioning, and now we're talking about delivery, which seems to be more in the marketing wheelhouse. Can you discuss that? Yeah, absolutely. So delivery is all about, you know, now that you've decided, you know, what your next best action is going to be, how do you orchestrate that across the complex landscape, um, you know, within a brand's infrastructure and also all of the various touch points that a customer might interact with you in? To your point, in you know, previous years, there was, it was significant around print and brochures and placing specific ads, right, um, in specific places. But now it's about, you know, all of the channels that a brand operates in and all the channels that customers expect to interact in. So it's about delivering that message through my device. It's about, you know, popping the, the right email at the right time. Many brands we work with operate in a very complex set of ecosystems around their MarTech, AdTech platforms. I mean, one of the major retailers that we work with, they have over 35 systems just in their retail. Yeah. Right? That's like a, that's a, that's a podcast in itself is how uh, organizations are simplifying that infrastructure. If you could go from 30 of those systems down to 15, that would be a huge victory. Right. And you're also not only are you saving operationally, 
in the complexity of managing all that infrastructure, you're delivering a better experience because it's less complicated right. and you don't have to go through so many pops. Yeah. So, so that delivery is really that last mile to deliver across all channels, right? Um, that next best experience. Now, and if you have to do that, you this is why the CMO and the CIO, again, back, back to them and this power duo, they have to work together seamlessly to deliver on this because it's about the entire journey. It's about all touch points and you have to build the infrastructure to be able to handle new channels, right? IOT channels that are coming up. Maybe it's about pushing something through an Alexa device, right? So that's really what in sense delivery is about. And another thing that I urge brands to think about is it's not just about delivery to um, consumers and delivering that experience that last mile, it's also about making sure that you have the right delivery mechanisms to your employees, specifically many of your right. frontline employees, that they have the right information. So how are you delivering them the right data? How are you delivering them the right decisioning? And then also in your partners. I mean, a lot of the B2B companies that we work with today, 80% of their revenue in some cases goes through partners. So how are you delivering the right data and decisioning to your partners so that they can help with the delivery of your brand experience, your extended brand experience. Um, so you have to think about those different dimensions as well, not just your customers. Yeah, I kind of have a double-barreled question to end our discussion about what are the implications for your findings on IT and marketing, and what are your recommendations to a CMO, to a CIO on how to kind of move forward? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, first and foremost, the role of both, you know, CMOs and CIOs is continuing to expand and their responsibilities are continuing to expand. So they're going to need to rely on and partner with colleagues across their organization that they might not have been necessarily, you know, working closely with in the past, right? So for example, even bringing in the chief security officer, chief data officer, right? Given all the regulations around data and privacy and GDPR, et cetera. So, you know, the scale of what they know and who they need to work with across the organization will continue to expand, both for with the CMO and the CIO. And even leveraging outside partners, not to take in these capabilities on for them, but to help build mm. and learn and teach them how to do these things because they're learning new skills that they haven't had to do before, right? I think that is a trend we'll continue to see. And, you know, how to start, you know, I always say, you know, start small, fail fast, you know, scale. The companies that I've seen that have struggled to make any kind of incremental change here is they, they try to boil the ocean, right? They look at all customer data, right. all journeys, all channels, and they spend, you know, a year doing journey mapping and <laughs> they haven't actually done anything <laughs> with it. Right. So I always say, you know, pick a journey, pick a use case, right? A customer buying a pair of shoes, a, you know, buying a new laptop, an upgrade of a phone, pick a journey, understand all the data that you have, layer in both emotional data, operational data, and take baseline understanding of what your metrics are, what the engagement rate is, the loyalty rate is, you know, for those customers, and try to move the needle on specific journeys. And when you start doing that, you know, a couple of things happen. Not only do you start increasing loyalty, you start better understanding your customers, et cetera, 
but you also start building momentum within the organization to actually change and look at data decisioning delivery in a different way and look at your consumers more as customers because this is just as much about change management as it is about you know increasing marketing scope and the changing role of the CIO and the CMO. This is just as much about changing how people work and how people do their jobs. And so getting those quick wins and building that momentum is critical to really winning on CX. Yeah, and I think that's a lesson for business in general is to try and pilot something before you roll it out to the entire organization. Yeah, and don't underestimate, I fully agree, Mark, and, and also not to underestimate the complexity and the work required in the in the change space, right, change management. Um, a lot of companies, a lot of the major enterprise-wide organizations, brands that you and I work with every day, they are still very siloed in their in their organizational yeah. structure and to break down those silos and those barriers and have teams work and collaborate more across an organization across channels across functions that is no small feat and in some cases is much harder than the technology and the data so sometimes yeah. companies forget about that as well yeah, and it's a cultural shift for a lot of companies. Absolutely. You're used to doing something some one way, and then suddenly you've got to do it a different way without any proof that it's better. But if you do a pilot and you show exactly. results, then you've got you've got a good argument to take to the employees. Exactly. Well, Angel, this was fascinating to kind of dig into this. I could go on for hours on this, but I do appreciate you joining me. Absolutely, I had fun. Thanks for inviting me, Mark. All right, next time, A.J. Wilcox will be with us to talk social media and LinkedIn ads, so stay with us. This episode of Confessions of a Marketer was written, produced, and edited by yours truly. T. Jordan of A-Class Productions wrote the theme music. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2019. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time. You've never tried to eyeball six feet as often as you do now. You wear a mask, you wash your hands, and you've stayed within the walls of your apartment for more hours than you care to add up. But unless you live in a smoke-free building, you're not exactly home-free. Secondhand smoke drifting through the cracks in walls or sink drains carries toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. And right now, lung health is key. Go to tobaccofreeca.com to learn how to stay safe.